0: Thank you for listening to the audio podcast of the King's Crossing Church of Christ. To learn more or subscribe, please visit our website at kingscrossingcoc.com. Thank you, Dion. All right. So uh, last week, last week we did an interview with uh, Buck Griffith and Kevin Burr uh, talking about prison ministry, talking about life groups. Outreach efforts. Uh, you'll be interested to know we were going to have kind of a go no go decision from the elders on, uh, like, I guess, last week at the elders meeting, and we are definitely moving forward. February the 7th, we will be having uh, in person uh, class options again. We're also Swapping the order, we're starting worship at 9:30 on February 7th, and then classes will follow immediately thereafter. A number of you completed the survey and gave us some uh, great information. And so uh, we appreciate your help in kind of working on logistics, but looking forward to relaunching Bible classes and also launching uh, some new life group options. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. Uh, but for today, I wanted to feature uh, Justin and Crystal.'ll say a little bit more about them in a minute, but we wanted to talk about, Um, our children's ministry. I've got a verse I wanted to to read together if we could go there. Psalm 71. Now, Dion just read for us that familiar passage where Jesus is talking about the value of children. And part of why it's so important to invest in our children and pay attention to our children is that it's about as close as we get to really understanding the mind and heart of God uh, to be close to a child. And so they're a real blessing to us because hopefully, of course, we're teaching them, but we also learn so much from them. But I was reminded uh, in Psalm 71 of the importance of what it is we're doing to reach out to young people. The psalmist says, even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. What is the fundamental task of every Christian? It is to try and pass the faith on another generation. Sometimes that's people who might have been outside of the church, but often it's the case that it's the very children who are among us. We want to make sure that the the kingdom of God has future leaders, has future Christians, and we want to be part of that unbroken chain for many generations who pass on our faith faithfully. So I love the psalmist's prayer, God keep me alive long enough to make sure I have done my part in passing on my faith to the next generation. And so uh, if you haven't gotten to know Justin and Crystal, I want to introduce them quickly. Uh, Crystal Dawson is our children's minister here. She works with children from the time they're born up until fifth grade. She organizes all of our children's Bible classes, the, uh, children's, uh, the children's worship program, and then also she is our director of our uh, day school, Rainbow Express, which this, this last year, the city of Corpus Christi voted best of the best in town. So... So I uh, really uh, appreciate Crystal and the great work that she's been doing. I guess I started here in September of 2014, and even though you had been here prior, because her husband Adrian's in the military, y'all had been here before, but you came back and came on staff with Rainbow, first of all, back in, I guess it was December or January, wasn't it? Yeah, 2014, end of the year. So we started here together on staff right about the same time. And then we have Justin Campbell, who is our youth minister. And once children reach sixth grade all the way through twelfth grade, that is his primary focus in uh, working with them. Uh, You've heard a lot from Justin over the last year as we've been prepping to launch Bible classes, the new gymnasium. We're, We're just about ready to have full permission to occupy and start using it. But uh, he's he's gotten to do a lot of work on that and kind of shaping the environment of the youth room to try and achieve the purposes that he has in mind. And so really happy to have Justin. When did you start? You've been here, what, two years now? December 1st, 2018 was my first day on staff. Wow, that's gone by fast. Yeah, half of it's been in a pandemic. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not lost time, but it hasn't been normal time. Right. Yeah. Well, we're really happy to have both of them. So um, just like I did last week, uh, I'm going to be asking a series of questions and just kind of a spoiler alert for next week. I'm looking forward to talking with a couple of our elders about some future directions that they're thinking about. But as we get started, the first question I wanted for each of you to speak to is, um, if someone didn't know anything about your area of ministry, like what, what are some core values that drive what you're trying to do?
1: He gives it to... A me first. So um, one of the things we keep, he keeps talking about too is uh, kids. But one thing that I want everybody to know, um, it's King's Kids. So if you're new here and you don't know if you hear any reference to that, that's what the ministry from birth to fifth grade, that's what we refer to. That. And it's super important to me and then to Justin as they evolve through all of the programs and then continue on to our college ministry or whatever other ministry that they might be in- involved in with is that we have intentional discipleship Um, and what does that mean what you know we think about what we really want is for our kids you know they're not too young we're even at rainbow and here um, i know a couple weeks ago i had talked to the burrs and i said hey i really want to do this really cool thing for um, christmas and i want kids to tell us what's on their heart and what it's meaning and constantly instead of them always having to hear well what does miss crystal have to say Mr. Mark or Mr. Justin and thinking that that's the only thing. These kids have so much to teach us. And um, that's something that we're really working on. We have down our hallway in King's Kids, we have, um, it looks like a kingdom, right? We went with the whole thing, the play on that. And so that was going on for a while there. Yeah. Thank you, Blake. So you'll see, and it's the armor of God, which which comes from Ephesians. And we really take time to focus on one of these things each year with a principle of really working with the kids and what does it mean to love God? What does it mean for God to love me? Um, And so we break each of those down to tell the kids, Hey, listen, you are important. We have kids who are young. It's not a certain age that they have to be baptized. We have kids in King's Kids who are baptized, and we want them to know, listen, you are important. And it's myself along with many other volunteers who are sitting there who are taking the time to teach them that, listen, you are really important here at King's Crossing Church. Justin?
2: Uh, Yeah, so about in June, we kind of came up with a mission statement um, that we looked at pushing out once the school year started, hoping that would be kind of the end of not being able to be together. Um, So we're still kind of rolling this out, but the mission statement is loving every person in this room, every neighbor outside, and the one true God intentionally and wholly. Um, The idea is like, you know, since I got here, I guess in the last two years, our Sunday morning attendance has grown a lot, right? Um, So something that we're trying to work on is whenever a guest does come in, it's a little, you know, like we're a group of people now, right? We're a group of about 30 kids on Sunday mornings. And so making sure that every person that shows up feels invited and feels welcome and they're part of the group and this is a group that's a part of something, right? And so loving every person in this room, whether they're new or they've been here a while and then every neighbor outside. You know, I want us to be more missional in you know, the way Jesus talks about the way you love is loving the least of these, right? And so making us partner with the community. Um, a question I like to ask ourselves as a ministry is, if KXY closed their doors forever, would the community notice? Right, and so I'm really hoping that as the pandemic kind of ends and as we start getting able to move past this, that we get to partner up with local missions, local communities, local uh, nonprofits, as we start to become more involved with our communities, loving every neighbor outside. And then obviously the most important one, the one true God intentionally and holy. We've talked about moralistic therapeutic deism, right? Um, Talking about how um, Generation Z and millennials kind of pass this on to them where we're just, a lot of adolescents have the idea of like every uh, religion is a different expression of God and so kind of focusing in on kind of moving away from that or actually not kind of thoroughly moving away from that and into loving the one god the one true god with everything that we've got we are intentional we're putting our whole body mind and spirit and strength and soul into this um, because god's given all of that to us as well
0: great yeah, thank you both for that. So um, another question that I wanted to ask you about, uh, obviously this pandemic time has been highly limiting in many ways. There's a lot of things we all just wish we could do that we just haven't been able to do. It's been super disruptive for a lot of the plans and things that we were working on, but that doesn't mean that nothing's been happening. I know we've all had to get creative and think of new approaches to what we do, but if you could share uh, some things with the congregation, I'm just kind of curious. What are some things that you wish they knew more about that might, they might not have known about that have been going on? What are some things you could tell us about that have been happening?
2: I can go first this time. That's okay. Um,
0: so this summer we had an
2: intern, which is a weird time to have an intern. Uh, we hired her in o- October of 2020. 20- 19, 2019, I guess, 2018, whatever that was, um, before corona was a thing, and so we hired her, and then I talked to her a lot once this kind of hit, and she was still interested in coming, and her name was Leah Jarvis, and she did a phenomenal job, and so one of the things that you don't get to see was she had a girl's Bible study going on, she did a lot of lunches with our girls, um, she really dove into ministering to our females in a time when small group ministry had to kind of take launch for youth ministry. Um, we stopped doing classes like you all know. And so every part of youth ministry became less of big events and less of, you know, big class times and all this energetic stuff. It came more into Bible studies, kind of getting down to our roots. And so Leah was the perfect person for that. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, and then we also launched small groups, like I kind of said, where we, you know, as congregationally, we're getting ready to launch that. Uh, can we put the picture of the backyard up there? Perfect. Perfect. And so this is a picture of the McGinnises having their outdoor high school small group, where it was outdoors, six feet apart, all the stuff that makes life group less exciting. But it was terrific for our kids to still be discipled intentionally. Um, The McGinnises, William and Whitney and Stella, did a phenomenal job of letting our high schoolers talk about high school things during an unprecedented time right, and figure out what it looks like to love God during this, what does it look like for God to love me during all of this, how do I become a good sibling, how am I a good child, what does it look like, right, and so this was, they were the perfect people to lead our high schoolers through that, and the Ash uh, Jamie and Hunter led our middle schoolers, um, it was a similar thing, don't have a picture for that one, um, but they did a just outdoors, six feet apart thing, and they did such a good job. I went, I went a couple of times, and I got to just see these kids get, be completely comfortable as middle schoolers talking about their faith with their leaders, and I thought that was incredible, right, to provide sixth through eighth graders an opportunity to share with their voice, share their theology, share their understanding of God, and learn how to love each other and love well during this unprecedented time, right? Um, and so I guess to kind of, this is kind of off topic, but in the same thing, I'm excited for small group ministry for what the youth group's been doing and the transform the for, the formation it's had for our kids i'm excited for that congregationally really excited for february 7th and as we all engage in small groups collective as adults right um to see what that ministry looks like for all of us crystal
1: so i had a really hard time and i struggled at first when COVID happened right it's like okay what's gonna happen it was so exciting um our kids work really hard and one of the programs that we have um, they earn they have the opportunity to earn um, Bible bucks. Um, They did so right before COVID and we kind of had a big store and I had two of our kids who decided that they wanted to save the biggest prize that you can get in there is your own Bible. Well, my daughter um, Kendall was one of them and then also Brooklyn Wall was the other one. And so we were so excited. We're like, okay, it's okay, it's COVID. We're going to wear our mask and we're going to go inside and we're going to get our new bibles at the kids and they we were in there probably for 35 minutes and it wasn't just like well what's the prettiest bible they were opening their bibles up and they were like okay this is really oh i can study from this and this has notes about it and it was just y'all seeing god work in these kids heart, it was so amazing and that kind of really helped me at that moment to say okay god has us right we don't have to shut everything down completely we just have to think of new ways and so if you could go to the slides so we thought, going back to the armor of God, we started again. Here's some of our preschool kids and to our elementary kids who this is what the armor of God looks like to them. They were challenged. Hey, in your home, I want you guys to create each thing of what builds that up, right? And um, tell me about it, right? So this is, these are some of the kids right here and we had that opportunity to where we challenged them to think out there, open your Bible as a family, sit there and really think what truly does this mean? One of our other things that we also got to do is we went outside and we had um, preschool playground hour and we also then had King's Kids Hour for our older kids too. And we had such an amazing time. Pam Legvold, um, she helps in the children's ministry. And um, we just really had a really great time spending that time together and being intentional about the time, right? Again, that intentional discipleship of teaching these kids, um, like what is it that God wants us to see in being out in the world and showing, listen, I know we're just, everything's on computers right now, And our kids are completely exhausted from having to completely learn a new set of ways. But um, the Bible is always there, no matter however you open that up. And this is just an opportunity to fellowship together and spend time together. And that's really what we... chosen to do. And it really, you guys, um, Kings, kids, and then working with youth ministry too, if you are not plugged in and you're interested, I know Justin and I would love that opportunity to talk to you because these kids teach us um, more than ever anything that I can teach them.
0: Great. I think we also have pictured here. You did actually put together a uh, Thanksgiving program as well. Yes, I H- forgot that we do had, it had those slides. All distanced and all that. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. So that was another thing that I, I was really missing that time. And um, my husband's always like, we're always planning parties. And I think that with military, we always just open our doors, you know, to whatever it was in. And um, so I. would ask the elders, look, if we can. And Stacey Blair was amazing. He helped me set up the tables and we got the rulers out and we set each family six feet apart in every direction. Um, and I was really happy. It was a fun time that we got to just kind of fellowship together and, uh, you know, take away and kind of forget about COVID. So it was an awesome time yeah. together.
0: Yeah. Well, so um, thank y'all for, for sharing some of that. And I'm just, I'm kind of curious. I bet there was a lot of y'all who had no idea some of that was going on. <laughs> so really appreciate the work everyone's been doing behind the scenes. I, what I hope we're all going to discover is that despite the fact that during you know, the pandemic, it kind of feels like a lot of things just kind of fell over and died, right? Like a lot of things just had to come to a screeching halt. What, what I hope we discover on the, the other side of this is that it's been more like a cocoon right? We've had some ways that we've been limited, but we haven't been sitting still. We haven't stopped thinking and dreaming. And in some ways, I think we're fine-tuning ourselves to get ready for what comes next. So, we we do believe that uh, with God's help… COVID doesn't have to be the end of a lot of things. In fact, it can be the rebirth and renewal of a lot of things. And so that's what we are, we are striving for. But I wanted to give each of you the chance to talk about, uh, especially as we're starting, Lord willing, to get near the end of this pandemic and the vaccines are getting more widespread and people are feeling safer, um, what are you envisioning as we move forward? You know, so for your, for your areas of ministry, what are some of the things you kind of have on your radar? What are you dreaming about? Talk, talk to us about that.
1: He gave me that nudge. He's like, "All right, you go." And then, and then after Mark throws his statement after us, and that was awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. February seventh, you guys, uh, we get to be with the kids again. Uh, we've been working with the elders on what that looks like, and maybe it does look a little bit different. But it's not going to look any different as far as being with our kids, studying God's word. And February 7th, that is happening. Um, we are going to have a huge party in there with lots of different surprises that we have for you guys um, in store. And so that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to. You don't wanna miss out, okay? That's something that, um, and if you, again, if you want to get involved with, I, I really want you to have that opportunity. Um, one of the things, can you go to the slide with the check-in? Okay, so this is something new. Mark um, and Kevin, I believe you guys with Buck talked about this last week with our church center app on your guys' cell phones. Um, and this is a new way. It's another just safety measure to keep the kids um, safe. And also for us as with visitors or just with names as we get in there, a lot of the youth group helped me out with King's Kids. And so the kids will have, so if you open up at your church center app down at the very bottom now, Um excuse me, down at the very bottom, and it has a check-in, and so that'll pop up, and so if you have a child birth through uh, fifth grade, you will check into the system. If you don't have it on your cell phone, you're also, we can still have the check-in counter at King's Kids when you go over there, and we can get you in, and you'll be given a label, um, and the kids will wear that, and it'll have the phone number on it in case we need anything. Blake's also been generous enough to, if there is something, um, when it comes through, you uh, Each child will have this label on here. And if there is anything, there's this number right here. So if we do need to get a hold of you, that'll flash up on the screens during worship time. Nicely done. Such an awesome team here. Um, And so that's something you guys are looking forward to on February 7th. And we'll be placing a video up on our um, website to kind of go through the steps of that. Um, But that's something that I'm just super excited. February 7th, we're ready to start classes.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I'd also mention, um, as we this is the same app we were talking about last week. If you're interested in finding a life group, just download the Church Center app. It's really easy to get logged on to. But that's also one of the places you can click to join a life group. And uh, we're going to be unveiling several more features from week to week. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be unveiling more as we go. We didn't want to overwhelm everyone on week one, but uh, you do have uh, the ability to check and interact with your life groups there. And now for especially those of you with younger children, you can go ahead and do the check-in on your phone, scan it when you come in and get your stickers printed. And there is more to come on that. So I wanted to mention that. But uh, go ahead, Justin, talk about your vision for stuff moving forward. Well,
2: first, speaking of more to come, can you go back real fast? Um, At the bottom of that, which You can kind of see it at the bottom. There's like four options, right? Bottom right is check-in. The next one is from right to left home, groups. And then the far left one is calendar, uh, which kind of been the thing I've been heading up. Um, So calendar is going to be a place where when you click on that, every life group you're a part of, the events will be on there. Um, So like if you have kids in the youth ministry, all those events will be on there as we get to have more of a calendar. Um, And so be sure that you are actively not just in the group, but also in the app. That's the best way to know what's going on and how, especially using that as my segue into the new building, right? You wanna talk about looking ahead to the next, to the new ministry, you can go on, um, is like we are in such a form of transformation with this youth ministry. Um, for the first time, at least since I've been here, especially since we got this building, the youth ministry is going to have their own room, let alone their own building. And so this is, it is time to rock and roll. It is hard for me to not talk extremely fast when I get can, really can excited. I, can I
0: interject something? I, I, just, I don't know. If you haven't had a child in the youth group or haven't been in the youth group yourself, it's hard to appreciate what it's like that every time anyone else needed to do an activity, you got shoved somewhere else. That doesn't communicate the way we actually feel about our young people. So uh, one of the great blessings of having this new space and giving them a really nice space is that it does communicate importance and value. And so we, we thank you again for making this possible because I think what we, what we have in terms of facilities, um, I mean, I, that, that contrast is very apparent to me. I don't know if it's apparent to everyone else, but what we're doing for our kids, I think uh, really gives you some good tools to work with.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of fun to be hired as a youth minister when y'all were already raising money for something, right? And so kind of as the youth minister, my job is to make that ministry as pointed towards Christ and as, poor, as towards discipling our kids as it can be. Because y'all invested a lot of money and a lot of prayer and a lot of time into that, and that's not lost on me. And then we did a special fundraiser for making that room kind of specific for a new age youth ministry, right? And so we're excited. This is, um, like I said, it's hard not to talk fast. So I'm really focusing on slowing down. Um, and so what are we envisioning for our children or our adolescents, right? Um, we are going to be so focused on Christ and so focused on outreach, it's gonna be crazy. Um, and so with Sunday mornings on February 7th, we do church and then class, right? And that, and that, tran- that transition, Hopefully, we'll raise attendance in class because we believe that class matters, um, especially for our adolescents. And so as we get to engage in this um, time together, we're going to sing, we're going to have a a lesson, and then they're going to break directly into small groups after that so they get to have focused conversation with adults about the message they just heard so they can process it and they can apply it more effectively. Rather than just asking them to internalize it and then go straight into playing games, right? Um, And so, with that gym, though, is a lot of outreach opportunity, as I mentioned earlier. We now have a place that is worthy of inviting your friends into. You have something that you know is going on. We're like, with Wednesday nights, a lot of times it was you invite, or Sunday mornings, you invite your friends, and it's, kind of chaotic. We're we're setting up the room. It feels a little odd where now we have a room that's set up, right? And so the kids can come in, they show up whatever time, and they feel good. They feel relaxed. They feel welcome. It's a place designed for them. It's decorated for them. This is a place where I belong. Um, And so we're going to be using that gym all of the time. Our Wednesday night program is going to be mainly outreach focused as we're we're opening that gym from 5 to 8.30. Uh, I'm going to be there all afternoon, and we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be enjoying food. We're going to be enjoying fellowship, have music, have movie nights, have board game nights, um, but mainly have ministry and fellowship. So this room is going to be such a place of discipleship. And we're calling that new room The Well because back in the day, like way back in the day, um, The Well was the place of community and fellowship. It was the meeting up place. It was where you engaged with friends, right? And so The Well is going to be a place where everybody comes, Right. You had the temple for the good, for the good juice that went, to, that went to church, I guess you could say. But the well was a place where everybody engaged. And that's what we want the well to be. Not just for our people, but for the people that are visitors and guests, right? That they can have a safe place to come. And they you also have where Jesus met the woman at the well. And she was seen exactly as she was. And she was spoken to and loved by Jesus Christ. And then she left differently. And that's our goal for the well. That when we come, we engage with other youth students. We engage with other adults. We're seen exactly as we are, loved exactly as we are. But we leave changed, and towards better outreach
0: and better ministry and better disciples in Christ. Great. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for sharing about that. Um, what, what we're going to do uh, this morning, um, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be taking communion. But this this is a this is a great day because. Uh, we have such a a good example today in that uh, one of our children is wanting to get baptized this morning. So Matthew Matthew Munoz, uh, they contacted me earlier this week. And so what we're going to do after, uh, just after communion, I'm going to take Matthew and we'll go back here and get ready. But uh, just a good reminder that, you know, that's happening hopefully at the tail end of this pandemic but it yeah. shows god can still be at work uh, our children's hearts are still being shaped and uh it's just it's a special reminder of the importance of what both of you are doing so i'm going to close out our time together with a, can go I, ahead crystal sorry
1: so sorry um one thing that i just want to interrupt mark from saying real fast uh in 2006 we adrian and i came to this we didn't have children at that time and we thought we were going to be in corpus christi maybe 6 months um i came here from Hawaii, so I didn't really, was like, I don't really wanna stay in Corpus, I don't really know. But we gave King's Crossing Church an opportunity um, for God to use us, and it felt like home. Everybody was so welcoming, and it, it really is. We have people in this church congregation that are our family. And I'm beyond thankful that the elders trust me to, and that you as parents um, trust me to give me just an hour of time. but we need your guys' help. We've had that baby blessing a couple of weeks ago. And yes, it was important that it wasn't just like, hey, here's some kids in, in this ministry right that are coming up and that are part of the church and oh look how cute they are and let's celebrate that that is something that we absolutely need to celebrate but we are given that opportunity to come alongside the parents to help the parents and us that's all of us here in the church whether you're a visitor and you're going to be here for a month or you're somebody that's been here for 10 years and you're looking to be I would love help you would change that Justin would love help Kevin is new here and he hasn't met so many of you guys. Um, I know with his ministry or even Buck's ministry, there's so many different places that we can get you plugged into. And so when I was talking to Adrian about that, um, and he's, you know, gone right now with the military and we just, I said, what is King's crossing? And he said, it's home. And when we think of home and the many homes that we've sold, um, just with being military, one of the things that the realtor always says is like, make it smell like chocolate chip cookies. And so it's just a little token from Adrian and I, but as you leave today, Kathy has, um, chocolate chip cookies for everybody. And, um, on the back of them has information with any of us ministers on staff or different, um, Joe Alley's just there's contact information for different ministries that we offer here for you guys to get plugged in because this is an amazing church home. And even with COVID, we have opportunities for us to continue to grow in.
0: Excellent. So, free cookies, everybody. That's,
1: that's
0: pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Uh, well, let's, let's close this session with a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for all the ways that you uh, have worked through this congregation for many years now. Uh, We're grateful for all uh, the, the faithful who have come before us, those who have paved the way for us, those on whose shoulders we now stand. And Lord, we ask for your strength in being a faithful, strong link in that chain that now in our time, in this place, we answer the call, we live into your invitation We honor the vows that we made at our baptism in living for Christ and showing Christ in all that we do. We pray especially for Justin and for Crystal and the ministries that they help to lead. Uh, We pray for everyone who's touched by the things that they do. And, Lord, please continue to strengthen King's Kids. Please continue to strengthen our KXY youth group. Bless all of us as we try to play a supporting and encouraging role in the lives of these young people who are coming along. Thank you, Lord, for the time we've had this morning to uh, reflect on your great blessings to us and our vision as we move forward. Please bless it. All these things I pray in Jesus' name, amen.